the mind is no match for who you really are. It's not even a drop. In the ocean. You are the entire universe. The infiniteness. Your mind is just one entity in it. One thing that has limits and constraints and boundaries and resistance and many, 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 many edges. You can see it, most importantly. But you cannot see what you are. You cannot see the infiniteness that exists. But you can see and observe your mind. And time. And everything that changes and comes and leaves. But you cannot see what you are. You can only experience what is. And what is is what you are. You are the unchanging, the limitless, the infinite. Your mind is no match for that which you are. The only time we get confused is when we believe in it. When we believe in its thoughts and everything that it presents. Its very job is to be the force that is opposite of that which is. There is no isness in the mind. There is no space. There is no infinite. There is no being. There also is no truth. There is what is true, what is factual, but there is no truth. It's so important to be able to discern from your mind and your true self, yourself that never fluctuates. And thankfully, the mind allows you to discern and your experience with, in your mind and with your mind, give you this ability to discern. So that experience with your mind, identifying with it, being consumed by it, believing in it, 
is actually fundamental to transcending it and knowing the ultimate truth of what you are. For you would never know your truth without knowing what you are not. And to have the experience of both is the only thing that allows you to transcend and then to know who you truly are. Your mind is no match for you, for the truth of you that never changes. Everything in the mind comes and goes, even the smallest belief is just a thought. It's here in one moment and it's gone the next. And even that recognition allows you to find the place in which nothing comes and goes. Find the place that doesn't come and go. And then to establish yourself in that place. And when you are established in that place, you start to see everything that comes and goes from a detached state. Not identifying with any of them intensely. Because you know what you are. You are that which is, that which never changes, the emptiness, the vastness, the infiniteness. And when you know what you truly are, like when you know any truth, then that which is not true doesn't disturb you. It doesn't even shake you. It doesn't even rattle your core. If someone were to come up to you and speak something about you that you know is not true, that is absolutely not true, that is just something you know that was made up out of thin air, would you be rattled at all? No. You would probably think that guy was crazy and then maybe never think about him again, never think about it again. But when your mind presents something to you over and over and you become disturbed by it and then think of it as a problem that you have or something that you're dealing with, It's only because you believe in what it presents to you. You believe in that thought. The mind only gives you things that it knows. It has a chance of luring you in for. Luring you into. It only gives you the food that it knows you might eat. Maybe that which you 
already crave on some level and you get to see that when you see the thoughts that constantly replay and the things that you feel troubled by. There is some belief in you that identifies, there's some part of you that identifies with the thing that you are troubled by, with the thing that robs your attention, with the thing that catches you by surprise. It's all the mind. And the mind does its job faithfully, dutifully, until you bring it into your heart, until it becomes your humble servant. It cannot be rattled or shaken at that point because you are established in your heart because you are established in your truth. The mind becomes silent. Anything that it presents to you is like that crazy guy. You don't even give it attention. So it doesn't even try. After a while, it doesn't even try. Everyone is looking to be fed on some level. Or they want to feed their mind. They want their mind to feed them and they want to feed their mind. But we are not the mind. It is just one entity in our infiniteness. And when you know this and have experienced this, then you can play with the mind and you can express and live your dynamic life. You can live using this body, expressing yourself through this body, moving in this body without pain. At least most of the time. Because you know that you are not this body. The trouble comes when you don't know. And you only identify with the mind. That's where all the suffering is. We only suffer when we don't know the truth. That which is you never suffers. Doesn't even know the concept of suffering, nor the experience of it. That which is you is untouchable, unchanging, unaffected by anything that we experience in our mind or in our body. It just is. And it is our greatest gift. It doesn't know any concept or idea, even of time, of 
family, of who you are even, your role, your identity, whether you're a mother or a father or a brother or a sister or a friend or a lover or a girlfriend or a partner or a grandmother or a great aunt. That which is has no name or identity. And it's like I'm looking at my hand. I'm looking at my body, but my body is not looking at me. I'm looking at my mind, but my mind isn't looking at me. Without me, it doesn't even exist. I'm the one who believes in it. I am the one who feeds it. I'm the one who fuels it. Without me, without my attention, it doesn't even exist. So, who is this? What is this mind that I have been allowing to run my life? And who is this person that believes in it? Who is this identity that believes that it needs to be a certain way or live a certain way or that it is the doer and the sufferer and the fixer and the maker and the changer. This is a sort of arrogance of its own. And then to believe that it isn't any of these things is also an arrogance. Without the recognition that it is the oneness that we all are. The mind is no match for you because it holds no truth because it changes from one moment to the next and is never silent only when you are established in your truth only when you know who you are then the mind doesn't even bother to bother you Whatever it gives you, again and again, you allow it to. You feed it and it keeps coming back for more food. Don't feed it. Don't even touch it. Chop it. Right away, when you notice it. Not true. Not true. When you find your true place, this what is, this emptiness, when you get a taste of this, then you know that everything that the mind produces, even down to the smallest, simplest thought, 
even down to the most fleeting thought, even down to the most trivial, unimportant thought. It's just a play. It's just the mind. And something in you will really tremendously resist this. It's almost like there is a force that is your mind, that is consciousness in some form, that resists your knowing and awakening of to the ultimate truth. And this force comes to play in so many different ways. For example, you might be listening to this and at some point your mind starts to drown out my voice. Or you might be listening to somebody speaking and maybe they are speaking some truth or maybe something that you just even asked a question to. Maybe they're answering your very question and the mind starts to get distracted. It's like there's something in you that counteracts higher good, higher truth, even that which you seek. Or the mind gets triggered when you hear something that that reduces somehow its importance. It fights back right away and says, how could you not find me important? I'm all there is, don't you know? What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with me. How could you not find me important? And it flares up with this kind of energy that is, it's unnatural because it feels threatened. But who feels threatened? The person who believes in it. The person, the identity that believes that it will die somehow without its belief in the mind, without its belief in the idea that it thinks about itself and the idea that I have about myself. The idea that you have about yourself is suffering ideas that it has about itself. And the idea that you have about yourself continues to suffer ideas that it has about itself. So what do you do? You chop it every time. You catch some idea that is 
being a thought presented in the form of a thought. Something that the idea that you have about yourself is suffering, you chop it. Because it's not true. It's not true. And in this way, you're chopping and eliminating this process will become faster, more subtle. It will refine itself over time with your vigilance and diligence. And this experience of having tasted what is and the true place contrasted by all of the nonsense that comes in the mind that and all of the ways that the mind presents itself in a in a facade that we then compulsively act on because we don't realize that it is not true we take it to be truth but it is not it's just a another delusion of ego another shape that consciousness takes but through the mind but you have to establish yourself in the true place because once you experience this or once you even just get a taste of this then you'll be able to contrast the experiences of the mind and how it presents itself to you in the form of rubbish not true, not true, not true but it's only with the experience of the truth that, and the experience in the true place that we can discern. How do you experience the true place? The way in which I've been able to is the way in which I have is watching satsang videos on YouTube with Muji but I guess if there is another gathering where people are speaking of this isness a gathering a truth gathering then that might also help you to experience this true place once you get a glimpse of it you then have the experience to discern everything else that is not true and things will start fading the mind will start to fade The thoughts that you didn't see before were some kind of play of identity. You will see them, you will catch them, 
and they will fade. And you will start to realize that everything that occurred in your mind at least at least more than a few times those recurring thoughts that you believed in them even your beliefs that you held that you that you chose from a higher level of consciousness even those will drop away until there is nothingness until there is just the emptiness all else will fade away and then when you have established yourself in this truth as in the old identity or identities don't sweep you away well then it becomes all a play and literally becomes play becomes fun and and joy but the difference here is that you know it's play. It's not like before where there was no difference between play, between work and play. And that was seamless. Between mind and life that was all seemed one it all played out like one it, it, it all played out like you were the only one that there wasn't anyone in you who was identifying with the mind now there's no one in you anymore to identify with the mind. So, it is just a, a joy to experience life, to experience life empty, unidentified, to watch TV empty, to see and to experience without giving meaning and I think this is one of the biggest differences that I found in not picking up thoughts is that now when I look at the same tree that I've been looking at for this entire season of this podcast I don't see all the meaning that I gave it I don't see the meaning of it being here for me I don't see the meaning of it being my best friend I don't see the meaning of it representing my best friend my partner and his stability I just see the tree actually when I see it I don't see anything I'm just 
fully present. And I just look at it, but it doesn't seem like I'm looking at anything. In the same way, when I hear somebody speak, I'm not giving meaning to what they're saying. Because there's nobody in me who's identifying with the words that are coming out of their mouth. Whether that's a stranger, or whether it's my partner, or whether it's my mother. There's no meaning that's associated. No storyline. Because there's no person in here who's believing in such things. So, experiencing life this way, just being empty, is completely different because there's no one in here to get offended. There's no one in here to feel insulted. And before it seemed like it was more superficial in trying to transcend these things inside the confines of my mind where I knew that I shouldn't be offended. I knew that I shouldn't feel insulted because that just meant that there was something there was some part of me that was feeling that way but it's so hard to control that you can't stop your person from feeling offended you can't stop the person from feeling insulted because the person will always feel some some type of way. The identity is always changing in this way. Its nature is just unstable. So even with all my trying and knowing and spiritual work over the years of um, transcending the ego identities, even that, if I had found any success with that, it still wasn't, wasn't compared to the infiniteness that I experience now, that is here now. Because the person will always feel hurt. The person will always feel offended when someone hangs up the phone on them. The person will always feel hurt when someone says something about them. Whether it is true or not true even, because the person still identifies with something, with what is being said on some level, and then the person itself is an identification. The person has ideas about itself and whether those are true or not, it's always caught up in that. It's always going to feel some sort of way about that. Even if it, even if it has, even if it is sure about who it is, even, even if the identity knows and has transcended to higher states within itself and now knows itself to be kind or true or honest or good or communicates a certain way or having a certain skill level or being this way being even if it has risen 
in its personhood rank, it will still be in that realm of personhood and it will still be dealing with those same ideas. So by nature, the person will always, it stays thinking about and dealing with these ideas and concepts. So it's always stuck in that play. And I've never, never found transcendence really in any of these things. I've never been able to feel not hurt. Even in years of working on myself spiritually or however you want to call it, getting to know myself, understanding myself. Understanding my emotions. I'd still never been able to transcend. Not being hurt. Not being hurt by another. Because I remained a person. Now there is no more person. So now there's nobody to feel hurt. And in my experience of even 10 years or so of, of trying to work with this person and become a better person and understand who I was, it never gave me the peace that I've experienced in the last few months. And to think that I'd been living it as this person for so many years, living as a person, living as identity only, that that was so much, I mean, even after working on myself, there was still suffering that I could never actually transcend that. And the only place where I've found that is free of suffering is outside of the confines of the mind. And the person and the identity exist only in the mind. And the mind is just one entity in the being, in the infinite space within which we exist. And when you experience this, then you have no desire for the flavor of the mind anymore because you recognize it and in experiencing this true place in experiencing this nothingness then you're detached from the mind yes but in experiencing this nothingness it's just so much better than 
than even a thought. Whatever needs to be known by you will be known by you. You don't have to identify with the mind and you can still use it every day. You just won't do that play of identity. You won't go there. So the mind will exist very much for you. But your identity will not. And that person that you thought that you were, the idea that you had about yourself, all those ideas, and the ideas that those ideas had about themselves, all of those will vanish. They don't exist here. And then the mind becomes your servant. It becomes your, your trained puppy, your trained dog. But it takes some time. Just like it takes time to train a dog. Just like anything in life takes time. It takes time to establish yourself in the truth. Because without that time and without that process, you would never, you wouldn't be able to have the experience of discerning nor the appreciation nor know the value of what you have truly discovered. The mind is a phenomenon that is coming and going throughout our lives. We have it, it does not have us. My mind, not me. And while I can see it, it doesn't exist without me. And who am I? I am the emptiness, the spaciousness the infiniteness and I have this mind so that I can experience it to know that I'm not it and then when I know that I'm not it then to experience it becomes such a joy to play with it becomes such a joy to play intentionally with it becomes such a joy to express with it becomes a joy. To sing and dance and speak become a joy. Then it is my faithful servant. I don't give in to it until then. It is nobody until then. I train it until then. Until then, it's just a, a little puppy who needs to learn how to sit.
After a while, its eyes don't even glaze over anymore. Its eyes don't even glance away anymore. Its eyes don't even look away anymore. In many ways, maybe you have already done this. Maybe there are thoughts in your mind that you don't even entertain. You've decided, I'm, I'm not even going to think that. But then there are other thoughts that you think and you think because you believe in. That you don't yet know are not the truth. And maybe it's because you haven't experienced this true place yet. This truth that is just the emptiness. When you experience this nothingness, then those thoughts as well vanish as well. Then you start to see, oh, it's all just mind. My entire inner experience up until now was just mind. It was all mind. It was all mind. It is all mind. And then just like that, you, you throw away the mind. Thoughts keep coming. The old regime of identity and thinking and ideas you have about yourself and the ideas that the ideas have about themselves, they will keep coming for a time. And these are the ideas that you have believed in, of course. So they will come for a time being and then you will discard them because you will be able to discern now that they are not the truth, that they are not true. And they will start to fall one by one like flies. And even that falling may take some time because the pull is so strong. And if you think about for, I mean, well, you've been thinking these, this way and these thoughts and, and maybe even these beliefs for how long? So it will take some time. But that process, there are two ways to go about that process. One is to stay in the true place. To stay more and more in the true place. And the other is to Discard that which is not true. I experience both of these. When I'm in the true place, sometimes the thoughts, the old ways of thinking don't even come. The more that I'm in the true place, the less the old ways of thinking and identities come and other times they come and 
I burn them away. Not true. Not true. And then that process becomes so subtle in my mind where it's just a recognition. That I know I'm burning it away without even thinking that I am. Without even saying that I am. I just know that I am. It's just a process, a very subtle process in the mind. All good things take time, but even this marinating, even if I spent my entire life in marination, it would be such a joy. It would be such a joy. It would be the best life. So, here I am, marinating, establishing, and the old ways continue to drop away. Until the thoughts won't even come anymore. The identity will completely die away. Until then, whenever that happens, it's a joy and an honor just to wake up. Just to taste and experience what we truly are. Just to have a taste of that. This life was, was worth living just for that taste. But to have each, each day, to experience each day now with this taste and this love for this taste, making this space grow wider and deeper and making my home here. My home always being here, but now establishing my knowing that I'm here. Such a beautiful, beautiful time in my life. So, so divine. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you. It's an honor to be alive with you. To have something inside that is more alive than I've ever been. I'll see you.